Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We're kicking off season three now. We're in season three, episode six, with a very special guest. You know, this this guy ha- is is one of my favorite people of all time. We happen to also be from the same place, Detroit, Michigan. Yes, there are Jews in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, contrary to people's beliefs, there are Jews in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and so much so that he even played at my wedding now almost nine years ago. And look at me, I'm still enjoying myself. So, Kanai Nahar, we're here um, doing Go Simple Podcast this week with Avi Schreiber, who is one of the OGs in the Jewish acapella group, um, world. Um, for those of you old enough to remember Bitachon and Kol Zimra, um, Avi Schreiber was one of the founding pillars of Bitachon and still with them today and still working with Kol Zimra, um, who just released a brand new song. So, without further ado, Avi, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Thanks so much, Sean. It's great to see you. I'm doing well. And uh, yeah, weather's heated up, enjoying the summer. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, Michigan's one of those states where like you never know. One day it could be like really sunny and hot, and the next day it's snowing and hailing. Right. Well, I'm glad to say, for those of you who've never been here, we don't actually get snow in the summer, so please come visit. Yes, indeed. Don't worry about that. Yes. It, it, you know, I was, I was actually there last summer, and I remember it did, it did get kind of cold, but it wasn't like it wasn't like freezing wintry cold, but it was still like it, it was a change for my kids. They're like, oh wow, this is this isn't boiling hot. We're in Bichamish. So it's like boiling right. hot. <laughs> and they're just like, what's going on? But yeah, it's all good. So, anyways, so you like I said, you from your history in this, you 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 guys are like some of the originals when it came to the Jewish acapella scene. You made it cool, you made it fun. And how did you all get started? Like, what's the backstory behind it? Okay, so the backstory is um, <clears throat> there were, so Jordan Gorfinkel, and I, I, I couldn't give an exact chronology. Okay. Um, so actually, let's pause for a second, take Jordan out of it for a minute. So back when I was in YU, <clears throat> David Matkowski and another few guys, I don't remember whom, oh, Adam Fishman. Um, and this other guy, Joey Turitz, uh, they wanted to create, like, they wanted to do some sort of a singing group. They weren't sure what to do with it. So somehow Adam knew me because the year before we had lived on the same floor in the, in the dorm and he knew that I sang. And so he invited me to come and see if I want to be a part of this. So there were four of us. We were just like, we're like, kind of got together a couple of times, kind of just singing in the stairwell, you know, in, in the morgue dorm. And um, so I didn't know where they were going with this, but I was just like, okay, you know, we got together a couple of times to sing and I wasn't available for whatever reason to kind of do more with it. And so, okay, great. So then some years later, this was back in like 89, I want to say. So I think a couple oh. years later, um, um, a few guys who all knew each other from Chicago, which is again, Adam Fishman, David Matkowski, uh, their friend, Jordan Gorfinkel. Um, and then they recruited two other friends of theirs. Um, one of whom I know, Yuri Shoshan, who I also knew from Yeshiva in Israel and Jordan's roommate, 
he he um, he recruited him to be in the group. And David Matkowski remembered me from this group, this you know attempt at a group in YU a couple of years prior, and he invited me to join in with this. So I was like the sixth guy. Nice. Um, and so and then together we we that's really how we got started. So it's kind of like they all knew each other and a couple guys knew me and brought me into the group and that's how we coalesced. Um, uh, so that, that's how we got started. And then we, there was at OFCEDEC, which is a shul in the Upper West Side of Manhattan that many of your listeners may be familiar with. Um, it's a big single scene and everything. Uh, so they had a, they were having a talent show that year. Uh, I guess a couple months later. So we'd said, well, let's get a couple songs together and perform at the talent show. It was just, it was an aspiration to aim for, to give us some impetus to get creative and, and put this thing together. So we wrote, um, well, one song we wrote called Aisha's Chayo. We, uh, Jordan, I think, wrote that song. And then we did uh, Dorori Kra, sung to the song Sloop John B by uh, the Beach Boys. So we t- put those two songs together, we performed, and nice. there's video of, of this talent show and some other performers and everything, but then we finished our, our, our first song, and there were, from, I'm guessing there were like 50 people there at this talent show, and they erupted in tremendous applause. <laughs> and we were like, all right, <laughs> cool. So we did a good job, and we went from there, uh, uh, Rabbi Schwartz from OZ that night, right after we performed, he invited us in front of everybody to perform at the Shul's annual dinner. Wow. So we, which was in a few months uh, after that. And so we, <clears throat> we got like four or five more songs together to perform at that dinner. And that's kind of how we took off. And we started off, we, you know, for the talent show. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. If, oh. uh, we start off. We couldn't think of a name, so we named ourselves ourselves the Alto Cockers. <laughs> which <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which which may be incriminating evidence to be <laughs> later on in life, but we definitely knew for the for the OZ annual dinner we had to come up with a better name. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jordan Jordan had had this like like Jewish band of some sorts in college, and they went by Bitachon. And so he just decided to co-opt that name, and we call ourselves Bitachon. And, and, and the uh, spelling and the spelling is 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 spot on there, you know, with the acronym. yes B E A T. Yep. Like yep. some obscure group from the '60s, you may recall. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Um, right. So yeah, so that's how we got started. And then from there, we you know we, over the next uh, eight years, we recorded three albums and traveled and toured all over the country and beyond. The furthest we ever went was Hong Kong. Really? Um, yeah, which was spectacular. It was really special. Um, they flew us out there. We spent about five or six days there, which I felt was the perfect length of time. We saw a bunch of sites. We didn't like go into mainland China. We stayed in Hong Kong. Um, but we saw the sites and we got comfortable and we ended up putting on a really excellent performance. Because we were so comfortable, we spent all this time together, you know, and when a band does that, they really coalesce in a way beyond just like the ability to make music together. And so we right. were really, really together, we were really tight, and it was, you know, we were really 
loose and I mean loose just emotionally like loose at the show and comfortable it wasn't like just like here we are new people we don't know what to do you know we it was it was really a special experience that's so much fun so yeah. why acapella I guess because you couldn't afford instruments at the time like why acapella yes we were brought up all very poor we couldn't afford instruments no so I mean acapella <laughs> was definitely a very uh hot thing going on primarily at college campuses at the time and it obviously it's spread far beyond that at this point. But back then it was, it was a big college thing. I mean, it had been for a while, but I also sang for a few years in a college group. I was at Columbia. Um, I was at YU and I did a joint program with Columbia and I was at a singing group in Columbia as well called the Clefhangers. And um, so we used to get, for our big shows, we got hundreds of people uh, of college students for our shows. It was like a big event. There were times when we filled up like an, like an auditorium, I mean, like a performance that was a stage, you know, for like six, 700 people. Wow. So, and there were like 10 groups on, just at Columbia at the time. Um, and uh, there were, and it was a, a big thing all over the country. And there was and is uh, the, a, a college group at JTS, which, is, which shares a campus with Columbia. Um, or it's right next door, uh, called Pismone. And they were the f really, I guess, the first college Jewish a cappella group. Um, but they had, so they had their style. And they were also kind of a pop a cappella group as well. So really, like, we wanted to take that to a new level. Right. And we did. You know, I think that we, we, we went pro, you know. <laughs> nice. And our style was very different. And um, now there are college acapella groups in, you know, all over the country. But back then there was really, there were just, there was only one that I knew of and maybe there were a couple others, but really it wasn't the thing yet. So we, uh, I don't know if I answered your question. I feel like I kind of strayed off. So why acapella? Because yeah. we thought it was, we thought it was cool. Again, like, I mean, I wasn't in that college group at the time, but we had seen groups perform and we thought it was really awesome. So we wanted to do, Something like that. Nice. But it, it's where there we, we, we were out of college at the time, by the way. This, right. We were all like early 20s, living in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Nice. So this is kind of how we all got together. Nice. But it seems like, you, you, like I said, you guys, you guys and that other group were like really the only Jewish a cappella group at the time. And it, it's so interesting to, be, to see that you're on the forefront of that. And now it's kind of really taken off. You have like so many different um, bands. Like you have the Maccabee, and they all kind of—it seemed like they all kind of spawned from what you guys started at YU and that in the in the in in New York. It seems like the you know like the Maccabees started, and then they spawned, and then spawned like all those other ones, like Six Thirteen, and all those other ones. They all just kind of like spawned off each other. But it, it's cool to know that you were like one of the originals. Yes, we were really one of the originals. I mean, the Maccabees didn't. I don't know what spawned off the Maccabees, but I mean, 613 actually was more of an outgrowth that had nothing to do with the Maccabees, as far as I know. I think they were, yeah. they were really, I, similar time period, but right. uh, I think also, I mean, Kolzimra, really, which you also alluded to, right. Kolzimra was really an outgrowth of Bitachon. The guy who hmm. created Kolzimra is a guy named Alex Katz, okay. and he was with Bitachon for a right. while, but we had our specific style. Right. We did original stuff and there was a market though for like simchas and things like that to have a right. singer perform covers and whatever you know so he and Bobita really wasn't about that 
It was about yeah. our own music. So right. he said, let's create, he created this group and it really, Nicole Zimmer really exploded. Like, and, and a lot of these groups kind of grew out of, like you said, of Bitachon and Cole Zimmer kind of, and then went back like with the Maccabees kind of back into the college scene. Right. In a- but it seems like Cole Zimmer, like I know from the experience of knowing you and seeing them perform, like it yeah. seems like they're, you, you guys, they're really the only ones who deal, do like the Simcha scene, like we'll go do a bar mitzvah or do a, do a wedding or things like that. I don't, I've never really seen the other guys really do a wedding and do like doing like events like Simcha's other than like bigger concerts. Well, the, this whole acapella thing has really morphed a lot. Right. There are, you know, there are like Hasidish singing groups, acapella groups, right. you know, Yeshivish ones, you know, so they all have their different niches. So they all do, they do, you know, parties and things like that. Like even a group like 613, which I think is primarily a concert um, Right, a concert group like Bitachon, I think they also have done the, you know, the bar mitzvah, you know, simcha singing right. type of, and um, and Kozemra has also done the concert thing. Right. So, uh, you know, they they and a lot of the six thirteen guys. I, I mean, I've sung with virtually all of them over the years in Kozimra, because we all, I mean, we don't all just mesh with each other, you know, but Kozimra has a whole pool of singers from whom we draw, and, and they have their other performing opportunities as well. Oh, that's really cool. That's yeah. really, really cool. Now, when, with, with what I noticed about, like, you guys with, like, Bitajon and Kozimra, it's, you, you really, you said it yourself, it's a lot of original music. It's a lot of original songs, not so much parodies and other things like that, like some of these other other acapella art like bands out there. And I think that's really right. cool. And I think that's really cool that you guys sit there and create original songs. Like what's the story behind all that? Well, I mean, that was kind of our, if you, our albums, and it was kind of our motivation in the first place. Adam Fishman had written a bunch of very catchy, poppy Jewish tunes. Right. Jordan had written some and, um, I think we wanted uh, an outlet for this more than to just do covers. Right. Um, especially because we already had that material. I think part of the motivation was Adam had these songs that he'd written and he wanted to realize them in some way. Right. So that's kind of how we got there. So like our first two albums are, like the first one is all original with the exception, with a couple of, a couple of covers. Uh, we did a cover of Hafachta by the Diaspora Sheba Band. And we also did the Dwory Kroat to the Sloop John B, which is kind of a, you know, right. cover of Beach Boys tune. Um, and the second album is all original also, I think, except for one. I think it's just one that's a cover of, of Horani by, um, by, who is it by? Judea, I think it's Yerachmel, one of Yerachmel Begun's early, um, uh, what's it called? One of his uh, early day, one of his early albums. Right. Um, it wasn't Miami Boys Choir. It was, it was something else. I, I just, oh, wow. You know, oh, wow. That's, that's really old. That's um, early, yeah, from like the, the 70s or something. Wow. Um, but then our third album is, all, we, you know, people have been telling us we should record an album of like Shabbos Moon. So our third album is all well-known Shabbos mirrors. I mean, some less well-known, but all Shabbos mirrors, none of which were originals. 
Nice. So, but yeah, so I mean, but in concert, we mostly did our, we threw in one or, one or two of the Shabbos songs, but most of the stuff that we did was, uh, was the original. That's really cool. That's, that's really cool. And I, th- I find that the originality, like it really separates you guys. It sets you apart from, from everything else, because I find that, you know, I've noticed this in the trend of Jewish music. A lot of stuff is, is, is just covers of the secular stuff you know, and, right. and placed with Jewish music, with Jewish undertones. And it's, great you know but like the creativity the, about the passion and the creativity that with within music it really shows when you have like the original compositions you have the original stuff like i'm a musician i play five different instruments if you remember at my wedding i got up and played guitar on on, on stage you let me your stage oh that's right that's yeah right. what other instruments do you play now it's my turn to interview you what do you play i play drums guitar saxophone keyboard and um um i'm trying to play bass I'm trying to learn bass Oh, so you're you are you are a one man band of a different sort. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> but um, well, I don't have any time to to sit and play. But you know, um, and I find that when you're doing with your, when you're creating original music, when you're going through and because these nagunim, these these nagunim, these, these are are powerful and they're beautiful in their own right. Like, why do you have to put like other stuff behind them? Just, you know, create the tunes, create the, create, like note, notate them and create the score and everything like that. But like, don't like ruin it with other stuff, like other kind of music behind it. You know, that's what I like mm-hmm. about your music. That's what I really like about what you guys do is it's just clean. It's clear. It's like fresh. It's nice. It's re- it's relaxing. I was listening to all your albums today and oh, I was, yeah, yeah. I was listening to all your albums today and I was, and it's just nice and relaxing. It's nice and refreshing and it's cool. And I think that, you know, even with your new stuff, like I saw this new song you guys just put out with Cole Zimmer. I think, I thought it was really cool. Like the way you mashed up Animamim and, and um, Lean On Me. I thought that was really cool. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can't take credit for it. Okay. Um, I mean, not, not for the idea. Um, I think that grew out of, interesting, I think that grew out of on Cole Zimmer gigs yeah, I think you know we we take all kinds of requests from guests. You know, people request Jewish songs, people request pop songs, and right. you know, "Lean on Me" is an anthem that like everybody knows. You know, so we definitely had done that. And I think I don't remember who it was who came up with the idea, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me. It was Jordan at some point on some gig. You know, to stick the words of uh, "Animami" on it. I, I don't, I'm just gonna say I don't know. Ten years ago, and um, again, just kind of off the cuff, casually. So. Nice finally decided, I guess he, in honor, especially given what's kind going of on. going on yeah. in the world, he decided to concretize this and, and make it real, as opposed to just kind of something we goof around with on gigs. So um, that's, that's where that grew out of. It grew out of just our performances and our, our, our enjoyment of improvisation. And then you could turn it into something really special. I think Sean Altman did an amazing job with all of his vocals and, and all the background vocals uh, are Sean. Um, he has been, I don't know if you know who he is, but Sean, do you know who Sean Altman is? I've heard his name. So there was a group in the I, 80s and 90s called Rockapella. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't know if you ever heard the song Zombie Jamboree. Uh, that was pretty famous. And they, uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? That's yeah. all their music. So he, th- that's his baby. I mean, that's something he created. I believe he created it. And, you know, it's, you know he, was, he was the lead singer for many years. Um, 
anyway, so all the all the um, all the background vocals, it's other than the bass line. We got someone to do the bass line, but everything else, um, and other than the background vocals that are very obviously mine, you know, right. they're all right. his. So it's really his arrangement, and I think he did a beautiful job with it. That is so cool. So as part of the acapella group, which which instrument, which vocal instrument do you protect? particularly play <laughs> which, which sound are you <laughs> depends which song i'm very very i'm like you i'm a multi-instrumentalist right i've done yeah I, i've done some vocal percussion in my time but you know I, the guys who do it now are like they have special microphones set up like i you know actually on that song and lean on me the guy who who engineered it and, and mixed it and everything is a guy named Jeff Thatcher, who is a spectacular vocal percussionist. He actually was a vocal percussionist in Rockapella oh, wow. for many, many years. So he, and he has, when he performs, he has two special microphones that he like tapes onto his throat so he can make sounds in his throat and with his lips. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's hardcore. <laughs> you know, wow. he takes it seriously. So I don't do it to that degree, but I've, you know, I, I, I know you're kind of making a joke, which instrument do I play? You know, I play the voice like everybody else, you know, but, right. uh, you know, I can do trumpet or, you know, whatever you want. That's so cool. That is so cool. No, I, always, I always found this very cool. Like people like you with acapella is because people, some, especially now, like people think it's, people don't really believe it's, it's all voices. It's just all voices Yeah. because the technology is, has evolved so much. But it's really cool. It, it, it's it's really really cool. Yeah, look with studio work, you can make a, you can add effects to a voice, and probably I've, I've never taken this far. You probably make a voice sound like anything you want. I mean, yeah. it's been proven to make a voice sound like drums. Like you can add a distortion on someone singing and make it sound like an electric guitar. You know, I mean, right. there's no reason for that. No, it's very cool. What what would your what was your what's your favorite part about being in an acapella group? You know. There's, there are a lot of different elements. The fact is that, for example, I, on Bitachon's second album, um, I wrote the song Godlu, which I'm really, really proud of. Um, so it's given me that. And it's also, I mean, arranging a song is really, I mean, it's, it's work, but it's fun. And when you get, right. a, when you get a product like, like, you know, a song arrangement that you perform and it sounds good and, you, and you're really able to make your vision a reality, you know, that's, that's just so much fun. And, and singing, you sing with other talented people and you make, there's, there's something very bonding about making beautiful harmony with people that's really special, that's different even than playing with a band. I mean, it's-, it's Right, and you would know, because you do both. I, I do both, right. So, um, <clears throat> like the, the ability to be able to kind of, you know, pull something off with only voices is, is uh, it's kind of a cool accomplishment. <laughs> That's amazing. Have you, have you ever, I, the, the group Take Six to me is just the uh, preeminent acapella group. I mean, they, everything, they, they've branched into using instruments, but uh, they started off as acapella and, their their sound is so pure and they're and they're su they're brilliant singers and 
to be able to do what they do and to do it live, by the way, right. that is that is a particular accomplishment. Because when you're in a studio and you're auto-tuning right. and you're adjusting and making everything sound super crisp, that's great. But to pull it off live takes right. takes a different level of talent. Oh no, for sure. For sure, for sure. And and it must be like when you're doing it live, it must feel so much fun. You must get all that energy and like you must get so like it seems like it's a lot of fun. It seems like get up there and, and you just have yourself a ball. Yes, it is a lot of fun. Because nice. yeah, and, and especially when you're, you know, you have to be well-prepared. Right. So when you're well-prepared, uh, then it's so much fun because you can really kind of work with the crowd and, and you're not encumbered by instruments. It's well, just- Well, that's part of, mind. well, that's part about being a good entertainer is you have to know how to, being a good entertainer, you'd have to know how to read the crowd. You have to know what's going on. You have to be able to feed off the energy of the crowd and see, and, right. and see what's doing and what's not doing. And that way you're able to gauge how, how much energy and how much excitement you want to put into that. And you can tell from good, from like really good performers, like at Jewish weddings too, like, you know, you, at Jewish weddings and Jewish some clothes, you can tell like if, if, if the guy's really a good performer or at other concerts and things like that, you can tell if these guys are really like worth the money, but um, they're, if, if they're really getting people into it, like we had a lot of fun with you. Like when you, when you, when you played my wedding, I know this, again, this is like going back nine years and August will be nine years, but like you, we, we could tell it was a lot of fun. Like you're bringing in that energy, you're bringing that fun. Everyone's really enjoying themselves. And I feel like you probably do the same thing with when you're going out there with Bitajon and when you're going out there with Cole Zimra. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, 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 it's about, especially, especially in a, in a, in a like in, with Cole Zimra, I'm not saying it's more or less fun, but I mean, the whole point of Cole Zimra, the point is to engage everybody. I kind of bring right. them into the, like, we're right. not just like, you know, standing in the corner and making nice music. Like we're right. trying to engage We've, you know, we get people dancing, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, all acapella, which is really cool. You know, that's, that's awesome. Now I, I saw on your website that you guys have been, <laughs> yeah, I do my research. Colzimmer.com. Um, oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought um, you meant my website, which needs, is in dire need of updating. <laughs> well, we can help, we can help you with that. Um, okay. But with, um, with ColeZimmer.com, it's, you know, there was some, it seems like you guys have been all over the world. It seems like you played, the White House even gave you a testimonial. What was up with that? Two performances at the White House. How do you pull that one 2004 off? 2004 and 2008. Well, wow. so apparently, um, so every year the White House, I, I don't know how long this has been going on, but the White House does a, has done a big Hanukkah um, event where they invite a lot of the, you know, uh, Jewish communal leaders from around the country to participate. They're, they're invited to the White House. So they get like a few hundred people, mm. you know, and so they, and they have performers to do, you know, lighting the candles and things like that. So they hired, uh, what happened was if I, if I, get the story right. So my, uh, Alex Katz, the guy who created Cold Zimmer, and so this is back in 2004, he was at a hotel in Miami, I want to think, I guess like late November or something or, or something like that or early December. And somehow he ends up talking with, he ends up in a conversation with this guy who turns out at the time was George W. Bush's uh, liaison for Jewish affairs. So they're talking 
And I guess the conversation came up that, you know, Alex runs this Jewish acapella group and the guy says, how you? so, you know, they, that's how they connected. So I get a call from Alex um, and I can hear the smile in his voice when he says, so uh, how'd you like to perform at the White House? <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so we got, I got a group of like eight people and this is only like three weeks in advance. So, um, so they, that's how we got that performance and that was the first time and then in 2008 um we got invited back to perform there again so in this time we were able to do it on a larger scale we had like 15 people we did uh you know we there, there was a, a bigger audience there I, I can go into the details but basically uh that that's how we kind of got hooked into that that's awesome really that is yeah. really awesome <laughs> that was that one of your most memorable performances or what was your oh for sure Yes. That's really Without cool. a doubt. That's how you, you, guys, you guys have been all around. So like that, where else have you been other than China? Like you notice that you've been to Australia, other places like where, why do people fly in? Oh. Uh, well, I, well, I didn't know that we were in Australia. I certainly wasn't. <laughs> so, okay. Fair enough. Um, I mean, beat that, that wasn't beat that, maybe that was called Zimra. I don't I, you know, I, I wish I knew how that happened. So I could complain to somebody about not being invited. Oops. Um, uh, but, um, well, uh, are you asking me how, yeah. Like how do these gigs come up? Like, and what are they for? Like, what are like people like, it seems like you do a lot of high profile. It seems like very high profile stuff, which is awesome. Right. Yes, it is. It's great. So, um, again, like Bitajon is more of a concert thing. So we've done all kinds of like community concerts, right. You know, with Jewish right. communities all over the country, you know, uh, Kozimra is more of a, you know, private simcha type of thing. Right. So people hear about us. It's a fairly, it's a fairly high end um, uh, item. Yeah, I was going to say. Simcha. So consequently, you know, if you do good marketing and, you know, then you have people who, who to, to, to speak frankly, you know, who can afford to bring you out and we, and we add a tremendous uh, a tremendous uh, amount to every simcha that we've been invited to. So, um, you know, people are having their bar mitzvahs or whatever, they'll fly us out. Now, we also do have people, I know that at this point, there is an Israeli group, I mean, Israeli Kol Zimra contingent. We have, you know, most of the really? singers are based in New York, but there's also a group that's based in LA. Um, so, I mean, we have, you know, it's not like we have to schlep people from New York to go everywhere. Yeah, so but, it's like uh, regional. It's regional. You have like regional, regional groups. Yeah, but I think it's like ninety percent in the New York area, and then we might have a handful of people in right. LA and a handful of people in Israel. Like I don't think we have you know one hundred fifty singers in Israel. You know what I mean? How um, many? How many times have you done something in Detroit? I saw you. I saw you guys once at like a bar mitzvah or something. Yeah, we've done. Let's see. Over the years, I would say. I mean, I, I can't add them all up. Um, there have at least been 10 or 20 gigs in Detroit over the years. Um, certainly some repeat customers, you know, we did their older son's bar mitzvah. They invited us back a couple years later for their daughter's bar mitzvah kind of thing. Um, and yeah, we've had, we've had some really good, really good experiences in Detroit and definitely some, some other memorable experiences in other places. I remember once in, you know, in Dallas, we had two, nice. two separate groups of 12 people on the same Shabbos. Really? You know, um, yeah. So we had to kind of, you know, split the, you know, 
split the group up like that. But two big contingents, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, um, having those big groups together is always a lot of fun because it's just the, the options are, the, you know, the, the opportunities are, are so... That does, sound, that does sound like a, fun, a lot of fun. So now with the whole like event industry and like this kind of everything kind of really being on pause or slightly getting back to normal, how's that like yeah. for you being um, not only a performer in these acapella groups, but also a, a big time wedding singer? Like, how's that dealing for you? <coughs> Uh, thank you for the compliment. My um, uh, so acapella stuff I haven't done in a little while at this mm. point. Uh, largely for this reason. Um, for, well, for obvious reasons. We, we'd all have to be right on top of each other singing. And right. Exactly what you shouldn't be doing. Exactly. Um, and um, so for me, uh, I've been doing some small scale performance. I'm also a pianist. I'm a pianist and a singer. So I do right. some smaller stuff. just, you know, via Zoom or FaceTime, you know, for, for clients here and there. Um, I have done, uh, I have some outdoor weddings coming up. I oh, great. did go and I have, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's taken a hit for sure. But the fact is that the Zoom things have I mean, the Zoom and FaceTime things have risen up to me part of that, right? You know, to be part of that hit, but obviously not to fully make it up. So, right. I mean, I have, I have weddings that I had scheduled for this past March, and 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 I guess May and June that have all been postponed, or most of them have been postponed. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's one of them is scheduled for August, okay. um, but. I think that it's it's an opportunity. It, it's a hit, but it's also an opportunity, not just via Zoom, but just in 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 ways to branch out. I, I also teach bar and bat mitzvah lessons, you know, just on the side. You know, it's something I do. Right. So I now right. have, I live in Detroit. I have a student in New Jersey. I have a hmm. student, I, I almost, I came close to have a student in Houston. You know, so like, wow. I mean, the, the opportunities to do that have also expanded. That's not really performing. That's a completely different, you know, avenue. But, you know, the, there are opportunities to connect with people virtually that you've seen with, I know that if, I remember seeing Idan Reichel put on a concert, you know, on Facebook Live, you know, where you yeah. get all to, to watch. You know, a lot of people are doing that kind of thing. Again, it's not acapella singing, you know, and you can't really do acapella singing in right. di at computers at the same time because right. it's a lack of right. Um, But like, I did a Yom Ma'ut thing for the school here for Akiva, uh, Farber, I guess. Let's <laughs> say. Uh, you know, and there were like a couple hundred people watching on Zoom and I was like singing and playing piano and putting on like a little simcha dancing. People were like dancing in their homes. It was really That's awesome. Sweet. That's really awesome. What do you really do for cool. the audio quality? You hook in your one of your one of your high quality mics and everything like that. For that, I do. For the, the more casual things, where it's just me performing for like you know a person, I'll just use my iPad and do FaceTime, you know, or or Zoom or something. But for like for that thing, I wanted to add some reverb to my voice, you know, blend the voice and the piano a little better, so it was a little little cleaner. So yeah, so I have a uh, I have a, an interface. That goes into uh, that I can hook it, I'll hook up to my computer and put the fence on it or whatever. 
I'd put that's it, send it to a mixer, turn on reverb, and there you go. That's awesome. No, that's it's true. It's 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 interesting because like people are really reinventing themselves now, especially in the mm-hmm. event industry of how they're going to go about things. Like these backyard weddings, it seems are becoming the new trend. Which hey, listen, you know what? That's how that's how it's supposed to be. Small, nice, intimate, like fun weddings like that. It seems like it's going to become the 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 newest trend. The same with like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. It seems like these like smaller intimate gatherings. Are going to be are going to be coming the norm, and it might be a perfect resurgence for like an acapella group like Colzim or Bitachon right. to come because that that's something that really adds that intimate setting that really that intimate simcha is like a nice acapella group and or somebody with a keyboard, and it it, it could it could really be the next big thing, you know. You forget that's, about that's flashy, very... poppy, you know. That's a good. That's an interesting observation, and I think it would be very. It, I'm curious to see how long these backyard weddings and things go on. Cause as you pointed out, I think people are kind of rediscovering that yeah. charm of having something more intimate as opposed to feeling like you have to have 350 of your best friends. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I have That's- one of our previous guests from last season, Cantor Chaim David Burson. Um, he has been doing a lot of backyard weddings himself. He's been getting a lot of gigs for backyard weddings. He's all, he's a Hazan. He's also, he's also a wedding singer kind of like you. And he's been getting yeah. a ton of like these out in New York and New Jersey, a ton of these like backyard wedding gigs. And, and it's, and it's cute, you know, and it's nice and it's, and yeah, it could really, it could really start a whole new trend and like, you can make them nice. Like you don't have, it doesn't have to be schlumpy. You know, you right. can make- I, I have a, I have a, I have a wedding coming up. Well, I have one this Thursday and another one on Sunday and they're, you know, getting a tent, you know, tents for the, you know, for 30 people who are going to be there, you know, it's, they're going to make it nice. You know, they're not going to make it like, like you said, it's not going to be schlocky. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Just they're in their nice backyard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, in Michigan, you can pull that off. You got these big yards. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's the one thing I miss is, how, is a big backyard. But hey, you know what? I'm in Israel, so I can't complain. Right. There are definitely some benefits to being in Israel. <laughs> I can't complain. Well, I was going to ask you, what do you, what, what does the future hold for Bitachon and Kozimra and and yourself as a musician, what do you, what's, what's going on? Any new albums in the works? Any new, any new projects going on? Well, I think Cole Zimra is, we're doing, you know, a, we're going through a resurgence. We are creating a resurgence, um, which I think will be really exciting. And I mean, Bitachon, Bitachon is more or less, not really functional at the moment because the 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 real the real energy behind it ha- was always kind of the three originals I, and not just the originals but primarily right. Jordan Gorfinkel, David Matkowski, and myself right. are the only ones of the of the of that group who kind of kept it going all the way until I got married and moved back to Detroit. Right, and and then right after oh, and Jordan Gorfinkel tried to kind of keep it going for a while, but then. Uh, he was already married at the time and they for personal reasons had to move to Cleveland. So once the two of us were gone, like Mm -hmm. there was no energy to kind of keep that going with a bunch of singers who didn't have the history of that group. Right. Were, are you, were you like, are you the only one out of the original group that's actually a musician by profession? 
Um, he, well, yes. I mean, Jordan does. Jordan right now runs Cole Zimra. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, he's, but he's not, that's not his main game. Right, right. He, he does other things for work. But uh, for me, yes, I'm the only one for whom music is my main, uh, my main work. That's really cool. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it, um, it's very rewarding. I, I'm sure. I, I love the fact that I get to add to people's simchas. I get to, I get to, you know, add joy to their lives and, and enhance their special events. And it just, I, I, it's, it's an honor for me to be able to be, to provide that to people. Well, that's what it's all about. If you, if you're, if you enjoy what you do for a living and you're able to go out there and put, and as I was saying before, is that the difference between a good performer and, and a mediocre one is someone who goes out there and lives it, enjoys it, and brings that simcha and brings that geschmack with them to every single gig they're doing. Like each gig is like a new, is like the first time you ever do it. You're filled with energy. That's a right. great performer. And you know, you can, and that, and that's actually one of the things I always liked about going to weddings in Detroit, as opposed to going to weddings in other cities. Like I've, you know, thank God I've, I've, I've ventured out past the farm um, on multiple occasions, but I, I, I always, I always found that like, Detroit Simchas and are, are just so much more fun. And yeah. yeah, because it's like, it's like that energy, whether it's you or one of the other guys who's doing, who's doing the bit, it's just like the energy and like the, it, and it's, it's just more fun. And you can tell with the performers, they have like a real geschmack for it. Like they have a real, yeah. like, like energy for it. And it's, and, and it's cool. And, you know, Baruch Hashem. I think it's, I think it might, Partly be also because Detroit is not, it's not the huge community that New York is. Right. And I mean, it's not tiny, but it's not huge. So people, people tend to know each other more, you know, yeah. I mean, people tend to, you know, they know each other outside of, of the wedding, you know, and even if they come from different communities, there's still enough, you know, yeah. connection between them that they can relate. And yeah. I think it makes yeah. it more fun. You're celebrating with all your friends. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, th- well, this was this was a load of fun. I'm so happy I got to have you on my show, and I'm I'm happy that the listeners got to get a glimpse into the original, um, the original mute sound and the original voice of Bitachon and Kolzimra. Actually, when I told a friend of mine about how I was having you on my show this week, he's like, "Oh, wow, that's so cool. Those guys are like the OGs, man." And I was like, "Yeah, hey, listen, you know, real di- real music fans know who you are." Which is thank which, you, and and actually this is this is my show specifically. The, the people who listen to our show are real diehard Jewish music fans, so it's it, it it it'll be fun to see how many people pick up, download the episode, and stream it and listen to it because we have a lot of hardcore music fans. Well, that's great, and I hope you let me know, you know how, you know, what those numbers are, sure. <laughs> or whatever. Whatever information you have, sure. I'd be, I'm definitely interested to find. For sure. Well, Avi, again, this was really fun to have you on my show. I'm happy we got to sit and schmooze. I'm happy we got to to talk about your career and the the new music that you're doing and and everything that's going on now. 
um, Baruch Hashem, and keep me posted with more with with new updates and new stuff from Kolzima, from Bitachon, and everything that's going on. And I, I really look forward to hearing more good stuff coming out from you. And if I ever make it back to America, which I doubt anytime soon, I'm, I'd love to see You've you. Just listen to another so, wonderful likewise. episode of Go so, Simple Hashem. Thank you so much for, for more coming news, on the show. updates, and information on our next episode. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at GoSimchaLive. And don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!